0: everybody welcome back to a christmas edition of crime and coffee my name's allison
1: my name's mike i wish i had some jingle bells here or something
0: Uh, jingle bells jingle bells although when you guys listen to this it's going to be after christmas uh it's going to be the 26th yeah yeah you're right but we're recording this pre-Christmas. Hopefully,
1: everybody had a nice Christmas and Hanukkah and all that good stuff. We or, sure
0: hope so. Whatever you celebrate, whatever you're celebrating, we hope it was good. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's nice to celebrate. It's nice to have something to look forward to.
0: Absolutely. Otherwise, the days just start to run together, and you say, "F this bullshit."
1: Yeah. The, the days are short, but the years are long. I right mean, now the years are short, but the days are long.
0: No, it's the year. The days are long, but the years are short.
1: Yeah, I just said that. Just did you? Yeah. Oh, I think so. We can. Hey, we'll review the tape later.
0: Okay. Anyway, it's a good saying because it's true.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's really nice to... It, what I'm already not looking forward to is the whole getting back into work and just working like normal hours as mm-hmm. always and stuff and not having the time off for Christmas and the whatever.
0: So. And everyone just seems in a better mood at yeah. Christmas time.
1: Yeah, we should always have some kind of lights on the house. I love it. Like Valentine's Day and all that. Remember when my mom um, was too lazy to take down the Christmas tree? and She's she like, decided, we'll
0: have a Valentine's tree.
1: Yeah, Valentine's and then we'll make it a St. Patrick's Day tree. And and then, an
0: Easter <laughs> tree? And I'm like, no. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is you're not going to do any of those She's things.
0: like, and then it'll be a 4th of July tree? <laughs> I'm like, absolutely not. You're right. not going to do that. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm really like, take that tree down.
1: Take it down, old lady. You got this. <laughs> Get
0: in there, you old bag. Right,
1: put her back in her hobble.
0: So what's been going on with you this week Mike? I see you're sipping on some decaf cappuccino. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're recording this uh in the afternoon, about a 3 3 p.m. uh recording time. So I'm doing a little decaf. I had probably six cups of coffee today
0: are you serious maybe
1: five or six sometimes it just tastes so good you just keep going you Holy ever have that
0: crap. no i never get more than two cups of coffee because i'm so busy
1: well, i was busy at work too i work from home you work in a hospital so yeah. i can as i'm talking to whoever i'm talking to i can walk over and start making my coffee which i do quite often
0: that's so. a, oh, the sheer volume of it. I don't think I'd be able to do.
1: Well, you urinate about every 10 minutes. True. I pee maybe once a day.
0: <laughs> so. Like I say, you're like a camel.
1: Right, right.
0: But we're getting ready for Christmas. We're just getting our ducks in a row. Well, first
1: things first, I'm going to go see uh, Spider-Man tomorrow with our son and his friends.
0: Yep. A boy's night out.
1: And um, yeah, also one of his friends dads because one of his friends dads was like well i'm gonna go to it and i'm like well i should go too because i heard nothing but great things about this thing the spider-man movie
0: oh you want to see it too may as well
1: and spider-man's done a great job with marketing like on Fortnite and stuff like they just like it's all over all these kids want to see spider-man that's cool and it's had like the best opening of any movie during covid
0: well, so. we like all the Marvel movies. Yeah,
1: they're fun to watch some yeah. family, and then we got the the Boba Fett Chronicles coming up pretty soon.
0: <laughs> Exciting! Disney Plus, so that's pretty cool. I'm one of those that was not at all into Marvel, but Mike's like, "What if we all watch it as a family?" Was it when COVID started? No, it was before. I think. Well, oh, I think you might be right, but COVID was a good opportunity for us to really hammer out the movies. One at a time. It yeah. was They're it was a PG fun 13. family thing.
1: They're not, you know, no nudity or anything like that. Where
0: you don't have to worry about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was nice. So I'm looking forward to that. What, Good. How's your week going, You sweetheart?
0: know, working, just trying to get everything set before Christmas. I was cooking my butt off this weekend. I made um, apple cream pie like we talked about. I made homemade cinnamon rolls that look amazing let's we'll see how they turn out i mean i hate to toot my own horn but toot toot they look good toot
1: mf and toot
0: <laughs> toot motherfucking toot <laughs> um i had to order a new pan because it turns out we didn't have a nine inch pan don't so don't you hate that
1: when they're like okay we want a nine and a half inch by nine and a half inch it's like well i have an eight and a half
0: i'm like no it's gonna be too tight yeah. that's such a good recipe it's like i don't want to mess it up with some stupid thing so
1: naturally you go on amazon and a day later you have a nine by nine mike's
0: like what about walmart it might be cheaper on walmart like at this time of the year i don't have time to be cost checking a dollar here a dollar there
1: folks she's so mean to me please somebody help sos
0: sos i'm being abused if you're
1: hearing this this is me blinking sos (laughs)
0: please please help me please
1: yeah you're um. Oh well, yeah, you did a good job, and uh, you make these fantastic thumbprint cookies.
0: Oh, these raspberry thumbprints! Oh, oh my gosh! They're like I'm not even a huge cookie guy. I mean, me I, either.
1: I mean, I, you know you're. Uh, I like like chocolate chip and peanut butter and stuff, but these thumbprint raspberry thumbprints are amazing. They got like a almond extract. Yeah, so then, they're
0: like almondy and buttery, tons and tons of butter. I doubled the recipe. It was four sticks of butter. Oh. I mainly make them for my boss, who is addicted to them. And I'm like, sir, I cannot be responsible for your demise at the heart, uh, having a heart attack at the holidays. And you're a
1: dietitian too, so it doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: And Reese, our daughter, was like, he has about three sticks of butter in his portion of cookies. <laughs> it's a lot of butter. And I'm not kidding you. The guy will eat like 20 of them in one sitting. You know
1: what you need to do is use Kerrygold in there instead of like the old generic yeah butter.
0: i do the cheapy yeah. but that would make a big difference it would It would be delicious well next time yeah next
1: year yeah um yeah i'm just looking forward to getting to christmas spending some time with family spending two days in a row with your family
0: but cause. i'm not excited for it to be over
1: well yeah that's the i, I was kind of mentioning that a little bit it's like just the over parts. i know
0: at least then we have the new years to look forward to and then
1: that we're life is pretty much and over.
0: then you're like Mm-mm. yeah
1: everything's over well, so
0: anyway here we are and yeah, hey
1: while we're talking good things let's talk about murder and mayhem. let's talk
0: about murder yeah, mischief Um, so as all of our stories, this one does not have a happy ending. And to add insult to injury, it takes place at Christmas. Perfect. So I was just researching like, you know, obviously crimes that happen at Christmas since it's Christmas. I thought it would be fitting for the times. Um, So I guess I'm just going to dive right in. Do it. So um, on Friday, December 17th, 2010, 25-year-old Joanna Yates spent the evening out with her colleagues enjoying pre-Christmas drinks. Joanna
1: Yates. It sounds familiar.
0: Joanna Yates. And I mean, it's 2010. You know, it's not that long ago, but I I don't remember this case. I don't know if my memory just sucks, but a lot of the cases we've talked about, you know. So, um, oddly enough, I started researching this because I knew we had to present early. On December 17th, that's when this happens. And some of the pieces made me think it was a Friday. And I was like, because I'm sitting there, it's Friday, December 17th, 2021. I look back, sure enough, 2010, it was a Friday. Mm. So I thought that that was kind of interesting. And then the book I happen to be reading at this point in time takes place in the same town. So it was kind of a lot of similarities, a few similarities there. Yeah. So she's enjoying pre-Christmas drinks at the Bristol Ram Pub. Uh, sadly, it would be the last time her colleagues would see her.
1: Bristol Ram pub. So this is like Connecticut.
0: No, God, no. They're in England.
1: England. Oh boy. Yeah.
0: Far, far from Connecticut. Gotcha. Gotcha. We ain't in Connecticut anymore. Mm -hmm. We're in jolly old England. Mm hmm. Um, so Joanna Claire Yates was born on April 19th, 1985 to David and Teresa Yates in Hampshire, England. She attended private school and then moved to Peter Simmons College for her A-levels. Are you familiar with A-levels no. in England? I'm
1: sure it's some kind of school, but yeah.
0: it To me, the it seems wise, like, it's um, your, like your associate's degree type of deal. Okay. It stands for advanced levels. Anyway, sure. um, it usually from what I read, and I could be wrong, as I often am in life, Uh, It takes about two years. So she ended up then moving on to Riddle College, where she graduated with a degree in landscape architecture.
1: You know what else I like about those English folk? Uh, They say maths you know, learning your maths maths m a t h s
0: huh maths i like everything that the english side you do
1: and i was like you know why do you like england so much they're the losers like we decided yeah you know, this country sucks we're leaving and making how our own country how dare
0: you say that about yeah. my people i know
1: we have a lot of english uh, listeners so i'm yes. sorry i'm he's just, I'm he's joking. just yanking I'm just your a chain yeah, he's I'm a Yankee. kidding this, he doesn't believe it yankee's yanking a chain it's like okay. don't
0: piss people off okay sorry so from there she got her postgraduate graduate diploma at a landscape architecture or in landscape architecture i I should say from the university and people i had to look up how to say this because i was really gonna fark it up uh gloucestershire
1: we're all very happy for you alice
0: well you should be because i was going to pronounce it gloucestershire, gloucestershire or something like that so
1: it's Glouc- what is
0: gloucestershire it? okay And if it's, I'm saying that wrong, then it's Wikipedia's fault. Well, let us know. Go
1: give us a shout out, uh, Crime and Coffee 2 on Instagram or Twitter. Either (laughs) Crime and Coffee number two.
0: I hope I did you you English people proud. So at age 23 in December of 2008, Joanna met 25-year-old architect Greg Reardon. They worked together at an architectural firm. And the couple moved in together in 2009. And then in October of 2010, uh, Ten, they ended up settling at Forty Four Canning Road, which I would have totally screwed that up had I not heard it in a video. They spell it's pronounced Canning, but it's C A N Y N G E is oh, how it's wow. spelled. That's hard. Yeah, so I would have totally screwed that one up. So this was in Clifton, which is a suburb of Bristol, and Bristol is where the town where my book is taking place in. Got it. In um, a large house that had been subdivided into smaller units, making it like apartments. It's actually a really cool looking building nice little flat yeah super cute um so joanna and greg lived on the downstairs portion of the house that had been divided into two separate units the other being housed by another couple um and then the landlord of the property lived upstairs David would describe Joanna as modest, conscientious, and laid back. Okay. Kind of how you would describe me, right? Laid back. Yeah, yeah. Super was laid back. I thinking
1: that same thing, except it's me, not you. But and yeah.
0: um, Joanna was just a really cute girl. Blonde, always smiling. You could just tell she was full of life. 25 years old, she was, you know, gorgeous, you know, gleaming. Perfect skin. Young skin. Yeah, no cute, wrinkles. Cute, couple. Yeah. Like basically
1: the opposite of what I'm looking at right
0: exactly. now. Exactly. I'm not haggard, leathery, <laughs> weathered. Yeah, you had She's kids. She was vivacious Your looking. body's been
1: used. You've been uh, rode hard and put away wet, yeah, as they say. Yeah, sopping wet.
0: Yeah. Um, so <laughs> on the evening of December 17th, 2010, Joanna told her friends that she wasn't looking forward to spending her first weekend alone in her flats. Um, it turned out that Greg was gone away for the weekend to Sheffield to visit his relatives, and Joanna planned to use her weekend alone to prepare for the holidays. It sounds
1: like you. You don't like to be alone.
0: No, it's just, you know, I'm not used to being alone because... I went from living with my parents to living in college with roommates and then to being married to you.
1: Right. Like most people,
0: you know, it's sometimes it's just unsettling when you're not used to being alone. You hear like those creaks in the night and you get sure. nervous. Sure. So, you know, she was just kind of nervous about it, but also probably at the same sense, looking forward to it. Yeah. It's like a double edged sword. I also look forward to it cause I like to have time organization to and, and just and do your own thing, do my own thing. So she was going to use her time to finish shopping Um, you know continue to bake and I guess they were hosting a Christmas get together at their flat so she was going to prepare for that so um, she left the Bristol Ram pub around 8 p.m. to start her 30 minute walk back to her flat She was seen on CCTV at 8.10 p.m. leaving the Waitrose supermarket without purchasing anything. She then called her best friend, Rebecca Scott, at 8.30 p.m. um, They were just discussing plans about Christmas Eve. They were going to be getting together. So then Joanna was seen buying a tomato, mozzarella, and basil pizza at the Tesco Express around 8.40 p.m. And it's clear video. You see her in her white coat purchasing these things. Um, She had also bought two small bottles of cider from which I love the name of this place bargain booze. Mm -hmm. We need more bargain boozes around really. Um, And then the last sighting of Joanna was from CCTV video from a public house, which I assume it must be somebody's home with like a video showing. Mm hmm. Um, uh, it was her making her way ho- toward her home address and it was estimated then that she would have arrived home at around 8:50 p.m. Okay. So now we're moving on to Sunday the 19th. Um, after trying to call and text Joanna throughout the weekend without success, Greg came home at approximately eight so p.m. on we're Sunday. We're going from
1: seventeenth to the nineteenth.
0: Yeah, so this is a Friday that Joanna's out. Joanna's out and about with her coworkers. Yep, got it. And then Sunday, Greg, her boyfriend, returns home from his weekend away.
1: Got it. So like basically a whole day and a half to two days of
0: two about two, being two dead. actually exactly two days. Got it. So um he had tried to contact her multiple times throughout the weekend, texting, calling, whatever. He did not get a hold of her. You know, obviously you start to make things up in your head, oh, she's busy, she's getting ready for things. I'll and he I'm sure he was busy with his family too. Yeah. Nothing huge rang out in his head. He came home at around eight PM Sunday the nineteenth, only to find that the flat was empty. So while he's just waiting for her at home, you know, his mind, I'm sure, is spinning, wondering where the hell she is. Um, He called her phone, and I'm sure the pit in his stomach just tightened because her phone rang from the pocket in her coat that was hanging in the hallway. Ah, that sucks
1: man so like something I would be worried about You, everything goes through your head obviously so you have the worry that you know something happened to her or like did she leave me like did is this like planned that she was gonna leave me you know you hope that they're still alive I, I,
0: I doubt that this was a very strong suspicion right right it was more like probably worry where yeah. is she right. so not only was her cell phone there in the flat but he also found her keys her glasses and her purse no. girls do not leave the house without their purse without their phone all right. It's just one of those things. Unless, of course, you're literally running to tell somebody something. I can see
1: forgetting your
0: phone and taking your purse and getting something at the store, whatever. Of course. We've all driven away and been like, damn, my cell phone. Yeah. But you're not going to leave the house without forms of payment and identification unless you're coming right back.
1: Right next door or something.
0: Exactly. So even more worrisome was the fact that their cat Bernard seemed to be neglected and not had been fed. And she would have never done that. You know, they love their cat. She was never going to not feed it. Right. So he's home now from 8 p.m. It's now 1245 a.m. on the 20th. And he says enough is enough. He decides to contact the police and Joanna's parents to inform them of her missing. I actually heard the 911 call of him calling in. And you know he sounded very calm, but of course you're still trying to keep it together and hope that everything is okay.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation for this. Yes, get get her found.
0: Yes, exactly. So on to the search um, of Joanna. So the investigation team included about 80 detectives and civilian staff and became one of the largest police operations in the consta, consta, constabularies' constabulary's history. Wow. It's a mouthful. It's a big word. Any witness involved were urged to come forward with any information. They received thousands of calls, exhausting every lead. So this is kind of moving on. This you'll kind of get to where I'm coming from in a in a moment. That's probably a reason for that. Exactly. All this. Yep. Um, but in the end they viewed over a hundred uh, hours of surveillance videos any CCTV of potentially finding where she could have gone or what led to what happens mm-hmm. so then um, a website was also set up by Greg and Joanna's friends to help look for her and then on December 21st 2010 Joanna's parents made a public appeal at a police press conference for her safe return saying Joe whatever the reason that you haven't been in touch for the last few days we want you you to know that we love you dearly and we are desperate to know that you are safe and well
1: so it was it a possibility that she could have just taken off
0: uh, i'll tell you more about okay, that Got it. no the answer is no um her parents knew that joanna and greg were in love and it was can i try
1: to guess so maybe they're trying to think somebody took her but then they want her to like just pretend like oh yeah i was gone mm-hmm. and whatever and like yeah well you won't be in trouble for returning our girl basically exactly got it
0: yep um, so they knew that Joanna and Greg were in love, that she had freedom. You know, you can tell they're a couple that aren't keeping each other under e- their thumbs. You know, he was away for the weekend visiting his family. She's out at the pub with her coworkers. A normal, healthy couple that isn't keeping each other in a cage. Right. So there would be no reason for Joanna to just up and go away without word because she wasn't under lock and key. Yeah,
1: everything was open, a good, nice relationship.
0: Yep. So she had no reason to go away without her things and without word to her friends and family. Joanna came from a stable background. She was um close with her family. She was in a solid relationship with Greg. Her future was exceptionally bright. She was 25 years old you know she had things going for her architect pretty smart they were financially stable they were they didn't have worries did you say
1: agricultural architect
0: no she was a landscape architecture architect
1: yeah landscape Mm -hmm. agricultural so and that's a super hot industry i mean that's just i that's something i kind of toyed with getting into so she's got a lot of success out of her
0: yeah and then greg obviously worked for the same firm
1: right right so that's that's nice and convenient to be able to have that
0: um, so Christmas was approaching and her disappearance was completely out of character. Her father felt that she was absolutely abducted from her flat as she got home the night of the 17th. Mm. There was no doubt in his mind that that's what happened.
1: So she came in. Yeah. And I mean, you'll see in. more
0: about why he thinks this. Well,
1: I mean, all her stuff's there. And yeah. Uh,
0: obviously she came home. Right.
1: hmm. That sucks. You think you're safe in home, you know?
0: Well, she reached home, you know, it's like, oh, I'm home. Yeah.
1: Save TV, whatever, and we're good to go.
0: On December 23rd, another press conference was broadcast by Sky News and BBC News. Um, Joanna's dad, David, said, I think she was abducted after getting home to her flat. I have no idea of the circumstances of the abduction because of what was left behind. I feel sure she would not have gone out by herself, leaving all of these things behind, and she was taken away somewhere.
1: In the same time, they didn't take her wallet or anything, right? Nope. So it was just for her. They wanted to take her. Yep. That's sick.
0: Yep. Her mother, Teresa, begged that she would be returned safely. She was absolutely hysterical, tears streaming down her face as she pleaded that whoever may have taken her, please, please bring our dear girl back safely.
1: So automatically you go to every single person that they hung out with and try to find the, the missing link. Like, who was it? You know, the relationships, like we've talked about in a lot of our episodes. Mm-hmm. Look at the anybody she had a grudge with, anybody, a former boyfriend, um, somebody that's jealous, like, whatever.
0: Yeah, and Joanna seemed like the type of girl that, you know, everyone got along with.
1: Right, and I'm sure she had a lot of suitors and stuff and uh, She
0: had been with Greg. I mean, they were very serious. No, I
1: don't mean like um, she's been with a lot of guys. I mean, just that, you know. Sure, she's, in she, the past. Yeah, no, just that any guy would probably love to date her mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, probably Pretty a crush girl, on her. yeah. Sure.
0: Um, Greg was absolutely heartbroken. He said, she was my future. This Christmas was going to be our first together. I was going to spend it with her family, which is always a big deal for a boyfriend.
1: And what sucks, you know, for the police or anybody is that, you know, he was gone. So it's good for him that at least he's not probably a a top, you know, suspect because he was gone and clearly they can't put him there. Exactly. Um, thank goodness. So now he can focus on trying to find her
0: and no one's pointing fingers at him. Yeah um the fact that all of joanna's personal items had been left behind in the flat was very unsettling early on the police believe they were dealing with a murder versus a missing persons case Mm. it was it was pretty clear that things were likely not going to end well yeah i don't know how many cases it is that somebody's being held somewhere and then they get out without you know foul play yeah but they didn't have a good feeling about this Joanna was known for opening her Advent calendar religiously, yet there sat the 17th and the 18th closed. Okay. Um, her apron, her baking apron, was found strewn on the floor. Um, the packaging and contents of the pizza she was seen purchasing were never found. Huh. They saw the receipt there in the flats where the F is the pizza in the box. And that kind of became like a huge focus of the case. Well,
1: be, it's. I can see that because it's like this person was weird enough to like not take any money, but they took the pizza. But the
0: pizza that we watched her purchase and yeah. there's the receipt on the counter in her flat is gone, so nowhere she, to be found.
1: Yeah, there, there's a connection there somewhere. Did she stop somewhere first and then make it cook it with a friend and then well, you, no, you because
0: CCTV. Well, I guess I no because no i don't know it's something there's some kind of yeah is my point the other thing is she had purchased those two bottles of cider um they were both there one was partially consumed maybe a couple sips taken right so you saw that she made it home and set these things down
1: probably started cooking the pizza at some point
0: um there was no evidence of forced entry or a struggle so it was suspected that joanna may have known her abductor Uh you know welcome them in nicely to the flats um, there was a party across the road from Joanna's flat the night of her disappearance. Of course, this is the weekend before Christmas. People are getting together. Some of the guests said they recalled hearing two loud loud screams shortly after 9 p.m. coming from the direction of the flat, but then just silence. Fascinating. And you know how it is. We talked about this before. When you hear screams and shrieks, we live in a neighborhood of children. We hear shrieks constantly. So even if I thought I heard an adult scream... I would assume it was somebody just being a jackass and silly, and I I probably wouldn't do anything.
1: Well, you stop and you're like, wait, is I, everybody okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And We're I'm fine. sure
0: that's what happened. But then they said it just quickly got silenced. Right. Then they I get guess you're at a party
1: and it's like, okay, everything's fine. Maybe yeah. People yelling at each other, whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just you're not thinking that something's wrong. Yeah. Um. And then another neighbor that lived behind their flat said she heard a woman scream, "Help me." but wasn't sure of the time okay so um one week after her disappearance there was still no sign of joanna her family grew more and more desperate as the days ticked by getting closer and closer to christmas without her return Yeah. no one like i said felt that this was going to end well including her parents never
1: a good time to lose your child no
0: no time is a good time but at christmas it's that much harder yeah So on Christmas morning, the search team met in the briefing room and they were made aware of a phone call. Oh, good. Not good. good. At 9 a.m., a couple enjoying a Christmas morning walk with their dog on Longwood Lane came across a fully clothed body. Uh, Yep. Some of the items of clothing were able to be seen through the snow. It had snowed on top of the body, mm -hmm. so it was partially concealed. Um, So the couple was able to see partial pieces of clothing which is what alerted them to the fact that there was somebody there Mm -hmm. um it was three miles from joanna's flat her body was on a small grass verge at the side of the road it was covered in leaves and snow and there was a wall about four to five feet on like the side of her and then beyond that wall were trees and bushes that led immediately down to a quarry so just to set the scene for where she was found mm-hmm. there had been signs that someone tried to disguise her body with the trees and the leaves and then it again like i said snowed on top of that
1: yeah kind of dumped her off and mm-hmm. yeah tried to cover things up
0: and obviously the snow led to further conceal her yeah she was in the fetal position with her legs bent and it appeared that she had been placed there Joanna's parents were obviously devastated being told on Christmas of all days that they may have found their daughter's body. Yeah. At this point in time, they were not confirming it, but it certainly didn't look good. Sure. Um, the police now focused on finding out who who did this. Joanna was found fully clothed um, other than one missing sock. Her bare foot was clean. Her other sock was free of any debris, which suggested to them that she had not walked there. She had been placed there. Okay. Um, the thought was that she was put into a car and driven out there. The crime scene manager decided not to put a tent over her body. He wanted to keep the temperature consistent and not raise the, the like ambient temperature and thus encourage the snow around her to melt. They wanted to try to preserve the crime scene as much as they possibly could, gather any evidence they possibly could without it like running away, like hence melting. Hmm. So that was oh, okay. a decision they made. Um, there was blood seen on the wall that was right near her and it wasn't blood spatter. It was like transfer blood and transfer blood. Yeah. So
1: like, yeah, while she was scraped against it or something.
0: Exactly. So the location, um, Of the blood, it was towards the top of this wall I was referring to, and it indicated that somebody likely tried to unsuccessfully put her on the other side of the wall, which would have concealed the quarry side versus the roadside. Had they been successful, it probably would have been a very long time until she was found. Well,
1: that's my question. Like once you said quarry like why wasn't she in the quarry if you're trying to get rid of a body
0: well she's you know a 25 year old girl who's around five foot four i would imagine she's a slender build but you know
1: i'd have no problem lifting 150 pounds and
0: i would imagine she was probably somewhere around 130 ish pounds well this
1: is the thing too that leads to evidence of what kind of person this was i mean a smaller person i would guess any man i mean i'm a pretty big man but any larger-sized man could definitely pick up 150 pounds.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I've yeah. never tried to lift. You know, obviously, I'm only about 130 pounds myself. Yeah. But um, I I don't know yeah. what the situation looks like. Interesting. Uh, Joanna's body was frozen, so DNA recovery was more challenging. There was DNA found on the back of her, um, the knees of her jeans, like as if maybe somebody carried her with, like, you would a, a child. Yeah you know.
1: it's exactly what I picture. Kind like of like Take him out of the trunk, take her out of the trunk and mm-hmm. lay her down or whatever. Yeah.
0: Um, and also on the fly area of her jeans. There was uh, oh, not... Geez. It was not her DNA, and it was also unrelated to Greg. Foreign DNA was also found on areas of her bare skin where the person was likely holding her hands or whatever.
1: Whatever struggle.
0: Exactly. A couple of days later, after postmortem results had come out, a press conference was held letting the public know that this was a homicide. There was a killer now on the loose. There were 43 injuries to Joanna's body, but the pathologist concluded that Joanna's cause of death was strangulation.
1: That was my first guess.
0: Yep. The autopsy also showed that she never ate the pizza that she was seen purchasing. It was no contents <laughs> I mean, of the pizza. In I don't her mean to laugh,
1: but that's it's crazy. That to me that's insane. Like I I can see why the pizza caused a tizzy. Right. Cuz it's cause like where the hell you see her
0: the in the from? you see her in the video where the hell is the pizza? Yeah. Well, I will tell you in the end. Oh, good. Yeah. There was no evidence to show that she had been sexually assaulted. Thank goodness. Oh, you
1: hear about the DNA on the zipper. I know. It's like, oh, come on.
0: Yeah, nope. Okay. Um, So now it's time to find out who the fuck did this to her. Yeah. Um, It was guessed that it was, again, like I said, it was somebody that she may have known who she freely allowed into her flat, someone who knew that Greg was away for the weekend, and someone that had access to a car because they brought her there. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in this area where she walked all over. You could see the CCTV that it was a very populated area. You could probably get by easily without a car. So they wanted to find somebody that actually had a car. Greg was quickly eliminated, like we said. His family confirmed he was there with them. CCTV showed him driving along the motorway on his route. There yeah, was no the suspicion of Greg. It's always the first person, yeah. obviously. Thank- thankfully, it, it was never a concern. Days after Joanna went missing, police conducted their standard search of the apartment building, interviewed the couple who shared the bottom floor of the house. 32-year-old Dutch architectural engineer Vincent Tabak, and, or Tabak, te- back, I should say. And Tanya Morrison were a quiet couple that had been together for three years. Tanya had been at a work party the night of the 17th. Vincent was home all evening and picked Tanya up at 2 a.m. from the party. Since Joanna and Greg lived there since only October, they didn't even really know this couple. Vincent had said he didn't even have, he never met Joanna. Apparently he had been um, on a work trip abroad, I think to America, if I'm not mistaken, and only just got back from his trip on December 11th. So he claimed he had never met Joanna. Um, short did he hear
1: anything or anything?
0: He did not say he did. Yeah. Shortly after Joanna went missing, Vincent and Tanya traveled back to see his family in his hometown of Holland Uh, Joanna's landlord, Christopher or Chris Jeffries, Chris, as he was often referred to, Chris Jeffries, was questioned and said that he arrived back to the property around 9 p.m. that night, right around the time Joanna would have come back from her walk. Yeah. Um, he said he had just come back from the gym. He said that he parked on the road or in the road, walked up the driveway and into the house where he spent the rest of his evening in his flat. Chris Jeffries lived in the same building. Obviously he was the landlord. He had the keys to every single apartment. Mm, Okay. Um, um, when Gregory returned to his flat uh, before heading out for his weekend to um, Sheffield, he couldn't get his car to start. So he actually asked Chris to help him. So it would be assumed that maybe he had told Chris that he was going away for the weekend. As you know, he's helping him jump, jump his car. Oh, yeah, sure. I got to get this thing going. I'm going away for the weekend. Yeah. So it was suspected. And I don't know if Greg confirmed or denied that he did tell him that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, his alibi, of course, he's just saying he's, he was home that evening by himself. Anytime you're home alone, it's not a very strong alibi. You have nobody else to can confirm that that's the case. And
1: now if he didn't do anything, that sucks because you're a suspect. And Mm -hmm. that's why, like, I'm so just generally worried about, you know, helping in a, yeah, I've never had to thank God had to help in like a murder investigation because if you're talking like you, they know you and then you're going to be looked at. Exactly. Like if somebody dies across the street, it's like, man if i'm here by myself they're gonna look at me like i killed somebody you right. know, and that sucks. it's
0: scary yeah because you never know what can happen because we do hear about innocent people being sent to, to prison well,
1: that's why i'd almost be like no i'm not talking to anybody like mm. i don't know You're, i know like, but
0: again you you do want to help, help but he didn't really hear anything right okay so chris gave two statements to the police detailing what he recalled of that night he recalled coming back he seemed vaguely aware that others were walking down the side pathway from the house. Some of the police in one of the uh, documentaries I watched thought that like he was trying to fluff up his recount of this to try to like maybe get the eyes off of him. Uh So anyway, um, the investigators did feel that he fit the profile for somebody that who who could have done this to Joanna.
1: Interesting. So there must have been something in his past, like some kind of a womanizer. There
0: really wasn't. I it was just like this thing of like what they thought he would look like and or what, something. <laughs>
1: what is the profile that he's a guy that lives in the building? So I
0: mean, I guess, I and know. you know, he has the keys and he yeah. was home alone, doesn't really have an alibi. And they um, don't have anywhere else to go, and that's exactly the so on December thirtieth, two thousand ten, the police came to the flat and arrested Chris Jeffries for the murder of Joanna. Wow. Chris was absolutely stunned by his arrest. He was later told that they had CCTV footage of a car that resembled his uh, driving across the bridge the night of the murder that would have potentially led him to where Joanna's body was found. Okay. Um, And despite Chris's name never being released to the media, it was quickly figured out who he was just based on it's somebody that lived in her building he's about yada yada age the media had a feeding frenzy just blasting this guy's name and face all over the pages of the newspaper Jeez. absolutely destroying him and his character they can call him a creepy weirdo lewd peeping tom <laughs> Filled the oh papers with damning information as public enemy number one. now
1: the way you're talking this, about this, it seems like he's not the one that did it. We will see. <laughs> the way you're the just you're the, the way you're talking about it makes it seem like he didn't. So I don't know whether to get mad or not. So okay. I'm just gonna well, let you keep going.
0: Hold off on that. I'm, gonna <laughs> emotion. Have an emo- I'm having an emotion.
1: I just don't know you which, don't know which way. To check yep, out. It's happening.
0: So, like you said, ironically enough, on December thirtieth, that same day they went and arrest him, Vincent. The one that lives in the, the same floor apartment as he was Joanna. Home, the one that was at home. He called into police from Holland. He's in Holland, you know, with his family for the holidays. He calls in to inform the police that he saw Chris's car the night of Joanna's disappearance. <laughs> it was facing one way on the street. The next morning when he went out, it was facing the other way, assuming he had moved it.
1: So all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, actually, um, there's more information. I remembered now. Fucking Vincent. OK, I'm mad at Vincent. Fucking guy killed her and I'm mad at him. That fucking piece of shit. Sorry, Vincent, if you didn't But we'll find out soon.
0: So an officer was sent to Holland on New Year's, New Year's Eve to record a statement from Vincent. Suspicions began to arise with this conversation and this interview. He was asking some different questions. Uh, he was evading some questions. He was had an almost unhealthy interest in the forensics surrounding the case His story also began to change. Initially, he said he was in all night until he went out to get Tanya at 2 a.m. from her party. He later changed this and said he went out twice, once to take photographs and another time to go to the grocery store. Vincent's decision to call the police and, and involve himself in the case moved him way up on the the list of interested people man,
1: i don't know if our listeners are doing the same thing but my head's going in so many different places and i'm wondering about what's going to happen with all these things and yeah this is interesting this is a good story
0: so the police asked him for a dna sample at this time which he you know provided and and then he prompted to tell them that he had previously been in Joanna's apartment before she went missing because Chris was doing something in there, the landlord, and he needed to ask him a question.
1: Oh, man.
0: Anytime you're like, but wait. Just so you know, um, um, yeah, you might
1: find my DNA in there. Because uh,
0: I was in there and I put my hand on the counter. So I was talking to Chris in there and, you know, I may, I may have transferred my DNA in there. Holy shit. You're like, Mm Oh, yeah. Tell us more. Yeah, exactly. Keep on telling us more.
1: Just allow himself to further incriminate himself. Just... Yeah, you know, as the story changes more and he's adding more things, now you have more. Your your antennas are going up a little. Yeah. bit. Yeah,
0: and the person who went and interviewed him definitely their radar was like blink.
1: Yep, like oh, tell me more. Anything else you want us to know? Before? Exactly.
0: And meanwhile, Chris is in prison, and he you know he's being treated like a criminal, of course, and. Uh, he's going through hell and his friends are flabbergasted by what's being printed by the media. Like I said, they villainize this man up, down, right, left and center.
1: I know if this happened in the U S he'd be able to sue and get a ton of money and be set for life.
0: And he may have sued. Um, they interviewed him a lot actually. Um, I'm not sure what the outcome was and what he ended up doing, but I, I truly felt bad for this man. Um, of course, at this point in time, they still don't know.
1: I mean, I get it. You know, he's the only one that has keys and like, it just kind of looks like it. But
0: every landlord has keys. Right, right. It doesn't make them a murderer. And just
1: because he was home at night by himself doesn't mean that he did it.
0: Exactly. I mean, people are homebodies. It's Friday night at nine o'clock at night. You have every right to be in your home watching TV.
1: I would love to know what else they had on him in order to arrest him. It didn't sound like they had a lot. Like in the US, I don't know. I don't know if that would have.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They had enough to get him, but interesting. Um, so then in the meantime, Chris is in custody. Um, the apartment building of Joanna and, uh, the whole building itself was searched. There was no DNA from Chris identified on Joanna's clothing. His DNA was also not a match from the profile found on her body. You know, the parts of her bare skin. Yep. They examined Chris's car and trunk and nothing was found. They did find a pair of gym shoes hidden under one of the kitchen cabinets behind the kickboard in his place i guess and it had a spot of blood on them the shoes were taken and a profile was obtained it came back as insufficient quality and chris ended up being released from prison 9 p.m on new year's day so you know now right there at this moment in time they're like okay back to square one kind of but quickly things progress
1: yeah just letting this vincent guy keep on incriminating
0: himself there were definitely there was a moment where they're like oh back to square one um, so, forensic scientists find a match for DNA on Joanna's body. Vincent. Vincent.
1: Fucking motherfucker. Pardon my French.
0: Yep. On January 2nd, 2011, Vincent is now suspect number one for the murder of Joanna Yates.
1: I cannot wait to hear his reasoning. That sick motherfucker. Yep.
0: Because the DNA sample had been exposed to the elements, it was considered a low-level DNA profile, but the investiga- the investigators began to focus on the car that Vincent and his girlfriend both shared together. Of course, she didn't have it on her that night. He did, because he was going to be her, her DD that yeah, night. You know, she's at a Christmas party. He's got the car. Yeah. CCTV showed images of his car going across the river toward where Joanna's body had been found. Vincent Vincent Tabak was arrested on January twentieth, two
1: thousand eleven. Oh, so some time passed. Yep, because okay.
0: um, initially, what was that January second? So, yeah, so a twenty few, days. Yeah, exactly. Or Eighteen a days. A few weeks had passed. Yeah, to prevent the media circus that came with Chris's arrest, the police tried to derail the media by arresting Vincent in the very early hours of the morning. They closed down the streets. They instilled a no-fly zone, and they erected screens and scaffolding around the building.
1: Yeah, now that we ruined the life of this guy who's innocent, yes. let's make sure we maintain this guy's innocence. The scumbags. Innocence who has actually did it. hmm Good job.
0: I guess lesson learned. Sure. Vincent had been living in the flat for about 18 months, where Joanna had been there for only a couple months, like I said. He had recently come back from traveling abroad for work. Um, he was 32 years old. He came across as being polite and well-spoken. Just the day before Joanna's murder, Chris was trying to get his car up the drive, which was kind of sloped. It was very icy. He was having trouble. So he knocked on uh, Vincent's door, asked him for help. Vincent was more than happy to help. Once they got the car successfully up to the top of the drive, Chris turned to Vincent and said, thank you. And Vincent replied, of course. What are neighbors for? So he was an approachable guy that, you know, helped somebody wanted to help. help. Exactly. Vincent was the youngest of five siblings born in Holland. He was very shy and introverted. After he got his PhD, he moved to England in his late 20s in 2007. The girlfriend that he had at this time in the UK was really his first serious girlfriend. I guess he was pretty inexperienced when it came to the ladies. Mm -hmm. Um, When police spoke with Vincent, he happily provided his statement. Nothing initially made them suspicious of him because, of course, they spoke with him. He freaking lived Right across the hall. Yeah. Uh, Did you hear anything? Did you see anything? So he provided his statement. They thought nothing of it when they first spoke with him. Um, When Vincent was arrested, all of his electronics were taken and searched. It was found that six days before the discovery of Joanna's body, Tabak was doing a street view search of Longwood Lane, where where her body was found. Yeah. Um, And had zoomed in on the area exactly, basically, where her body was found. The same day he was researching forensics joe bristol he was also looking at body decomposition times was in his research queue mm-hmm. they found a lot of extreme pornography on his laptop videos and images of women being subjected to extreme violence including strangulation and most of these women were blonde haired and that's what joanna Just was like as joanna. well yeah mm-hmm. He had no previous convictions. Was well respected at his job.
1: That's the hardest part, Mm -hmm. you know. Somebody usually they find these guys that have had a record, or yeah, that's why their fingerprints are in the database.
0: Yeah, I mean, he had a girlfriend for a few years. They were like in a solid relationship, living together. He denied having any involvement in Joanna's murder on his arrest. His car was searched and multiple fibers from Joanna's search um, or from, from Joanna were found in the trunk of the car along with a single fiber from bedding from her flat. They also found fibers that matched the bedding from his flat. It was examined for blood and other fluids. Blood was recovered and it matched Joanna's blood. Next, Vincent's on coat. On his bed. Um, on the, in the trunk. Okay. Mm-hmm. But his bedding was found on Joanna. Right. Um... And then his coat fibers were also found on her, or I should say her fibers were found on his coat.
1: Ah, okay. Yes.
0: It was clear that she had been in the trunk of his car. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, they call it the boot of his car, but... Really? You don't know that they call the trunk the boot? No. Oh, my. Come on. Interesting. So this is obviously a huge breakthrough in the case. They've got their guy. I mean, they got their guy. Yeah, Yeah. He did it. So, on January 24th, 2011, Vincent was charged at Bristol's Magistrates Court and immediately taken to Bristol Prison. Chris Burke, who was the prison intelligence officer at the time, said at the time of Vincent's bu- booking that he was grinning and looked lost. So, he either found the situation amusing or he's one of those people that when they're uncomfortable, he just smiles. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I can't imagine that exactly or trying to do the whole insane thing.
0: Mm -hmm. He wasn't doing that. Okay, so Vincent told the prison chaplain that he was going to plead guilty. When the chaplain asked if it was to do with the girl from Bristol, Vincent answered. Yes, when he asked if he was sorry for what he did. He said yes Um, on May 5th 2011 at Central Criminal Court in London. Vincent confessed to killing versus murdering Joanna Yates. He planned to be plead guilty to manslaughter that it was an accident and he had no intent to harm and kill her. The police believed that this was an absolute lie. Yeah. Get they, a little lighter sentence. Mm-hmm, they thought that he absolutely intended to kill Joanna and that he did it for sexual gratification based on the findings from his laptop His laptop indicated that he would often research Joanna's case and then would switch right on over to his violent porn. So so
1: jerking it. Yeah. While he was. Now, he didn't do anything to her. That's the interesting thing. Right. right? No. Interesting. Well,
0: I mean, I'll I'll give you a little bit more information, but there's a lot of unknown. Yeah. Those that knew. um, So, what he said basically um was that uh so anyway the whole thing about the porn on the computer and that he got sexual gratification from this set or the other having porn on your computer is not illegal so basically it was not going to be allowed to be used in the case you and know presented that, to the jury you know that more than anyone <laughs> you know me mike yeah. i'm always just looking at porn all day long right allison what are you doing you know me mike i'm looking at porn
1: so they didn't allow that
0: no, it was evidence. considered to be too pre- prejudicial to the case. Sure, I can see that. There was nothing illegal about this. It wasn't child porn. It was, you know, consenting adults on a, a set, right. a movie set. Right. Um, and then, um, where am I here? Doo, 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 doo. Vincent had admitted to being attracted to Joanna. He also said he knew that she was going to be alone that weekend, as Chris, the landlord, mentioned it in passing. Ah, yep. so
1: because. Th- uh greg yeah we hung out with chris then he chris knew mm-hmm. that. Oh, that and sucks.
0: you know it's just a house that's not huge so the people know each other yeah of course so it's like oh yeah joanna's blah, blah. you know who knows yeah um on october 4th 2011 the trial begins it was going to be deemed um was it going to be deemed murder or manslaughter i guess we'll find out The defense presented that Vincent passed Joanna on his way out to a supermarket and she acted flirty, inviting him inside for a drink where he misunderstood her signals, saying that he tried to kiss her and she screamed. Oh, get the
1: fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, nice try, asshole. You wish.
0: He said he put his hand around her neck, trying to quiet her and accidentally caused her death.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. She was screaming, so I accidentally got her neck instead of her mouth and... Really squeezed hard. Thinking mm, that was, her I mouth.
0: compressed her uh, ability to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. He denied that there was a struggle, saying that um, the marks on his arms, which were most likely defense wounds, were nothing, because I guess he did have scratches and abrasions on his arms. He told the court that um, he was in a state of panic after he dumped her body, but before that happened, he said that he only held her by the neck with minimal force for about 20 seconds.
1: Right. And that's, as we know from all these cases, it takes a long time to kill somebody. What do they say, like eight minutes
0: or something to truly cause somebody to die from strangulation? Because first
1: they pass out, but they're not dead, Mm -hmm. and then you got to keep on holding the oxygen from their brain so that they die.
0: Minimal force for about twenty seconds is what this asshole says. Those that knew Joanna knew that he was absolutely full of crap. That she was—it was not in her character. She would not have invited this man who she did not know into her flat and been flirty with her. Like she
1: was in love with Greg. Yes. She wasn't trying to get some side piece. No. She was trying to go home eat some pizza and drink some cider. Drink ciders.
0: some cider wrap some presents maybe pop on a Christmas movie. Sounds like yeah. a lovely evening. Exactly. Yeah. So the police and prosecution um, thought that there were a lot of holes in his recollection of what happened. Again, they thought it was more sexually driven and that he found strangling Joanna thrilling. Some even thought he had been spying on her and found an excuse to talk to her deciding to knock on her door. There are suspicions that the attack could have started in the hallway just between their two flats. There's a little area um, because I guess they found it in somewhat of disarray. Um, and then it said that one of her earrings was believed that she was believed to be wearing that day was found under her duvet, which indicated that he may have gotten her into the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Um, there's also an hour of missing time before he put Joanna into the trunk of her car and and drove away. So what the hell happened in that time?
1: He's doing something. Exactly.
0: Her jeans had not been tampered with, though her shirt had been pulled up above her breasts, exposing part of her right breast, and a sample of Vincent's DNA was found on her chest. But... They couldn't determine where the DNA came from,
1: so it could have been jizz. It could have been. have been or semen. Sorry, uh, which is
0: just disgusting. I mean, there's
1: no doubt in my mind this guy like raped her or something. You like, had to Well,
0: have. he didn't rape her. Oh. It was like, nor- but there
1: you don't have DNA. I guess, okay, I don't know. You know her jeans were never guy.
0: tampered with. Her undergarments were never oh. tampered with. She had no signs of sexual assault in the normal fashion. Okay. Could he have lifted her shirt and, you know, yeah. pleasured himself? Absolutely, yes. Okay, got it. Is that a fact? We don't know. Right, right. Um, So Vincent was telling his story on the witness stand and was then asked to relive in his mind the 20 seconds he held Joanna's throat. For 20 seconds, the courtroom became absolutely silent and the 20 seconds seemed to go on forever. Yeah,
1: it's a long time. If you just Mm -hmm. stop in silence for 20 seconds. Silence
0: in a jam-packed courtroom. That's a great
1: idea by whoever suggested Mm -hmm. it.
0: It was a very emotional and powerful 20 seconds just imagining the last moments of Joanna's life. Joanna wasn't just strangled, though, because she did sustain those 43 injuries to her head, neck, and torso, and arms during the struggle. Her nose had also been fractured. What the fuck, man? So for him to say, I just minimally pressed on her for 20 seconds, bull fucking shit.
1: You beat the shit out of her, threw her all over the place. Exactly. I I
0: mean, and I'm sure she fought her ass off, too, hence the scratches and things on her arms but he was a bigger guy. He was tall. He wasn't heavy. He was a slender guy, but he was a larger man. I'm going to
1: say he's kind of a pussy because he couldn't lift her up. So if you're listening to this, Vincent, you're a big pussy.
0: Total dork. Just like you could just tell just a real creep. Um, He said he then put her body in the trunk of his car and went to the grocery store uh, where I clearly saw him walking through the aisles, CCTV footage, CCTV footage, where he may have done that just to place himself somewhere. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, I was just grocery shopping. It's right. possible that he that's the only reason why he went into that store.
1: I could see that. Smart guy.
0: And then he dumped her body on the side of the road. He apologized to her family for putting her parents through a week of hell, not knowing where she was. You have removed her from this world. Yeah. Like, you're, you're apologizing for putting them through a week of hell
1: <laughs> My honey
0: their life is going to be hell now that their daughter has been viciously murdered yeah um on his cell phone uh it was believed that uh joanna um, i'm totally screwing this up so don't mind me. Don't I'm, mind me, Mike.
1: Well, while you look into that, I'm personally curious about what happened to this pizza. So that's Well, the, we're,
0: we're going to get onto that. Okay. So anyway, at the time Joanna was killed, like sometime in this time frame, he had sent a text to his girlfriend saying he was bored. If I was at a holiday party and you text me that you were bored, I would say go sit on your finger and spin. Like <laughs> I don't give a shit if you're bored. Yeah. You're an adult. Go do something. Yeah, are well, you a
1: child? You want me to come give you, you know, t- go take you to the park or something. Yeah. So I I don't know
0: what that was about. If he was just trying to like,
1: just trying to say, I'm not doing anything here.
0: Yeah. And then he was, like I said, he was seen on that CCTV at Asda supermarkets. Um, while it was believed that while he was perusing the grocery store aisles, her body was in his trunk, man. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, it was likely an excuse for him to be seen out and about. And then he made his way to Longwood lane where he dumped her body on the side of the road. On day three of the trial, the jury was able to go to Joanna and Greg's flat and basically do a walkthrough of the scene. I'm just like what it would have looked like of her coming home and what she would have possibly seen. And it was very eerie because the um, powder, you know, for fingerprints and such yeah. was is everywhere. And I mean, the, the shower was just coated. Like you couldn't even see the shower itself. It was just gray powder. Wow. Yeah, so it was it was just creepy. I mean,
1: you'd never want to stay there again, obviously. No,
0: and even sadder than that, you could see signs of Christmas all over. Yeah. Presents, like wrapping paper, just as you would in anyone's house at this point in time. Well, yeah,
1: and you have no interest in any of that shit when your wife is just killed.
0: But you could see that like she was in the midst of living her life and getting ready for Christmas when this just suddenly happened and her life just stopped. Yeah. So it was very eerie and you know, it's It's good that they got to see that, I think. Yeah. Um, On October 28th, 2011, it was time for six men and six women of the jury to make their decision. The courtroom was jam-packed to even just standing room only. And Mm -hmm. 10 of the 12 members of the jury had to agree on whether or not they thought he was going to be guilty of murder or manslaughter. And they said while they waited to make their um, decision and walk up there and read it, that you could have heard a pin drop in this courtroom.
1: So do they have to confer with each other before they go up there? Yes. Okay, and then, so they were like, okay, officially something's been decided. Yep, and
0: 10 of the 12 had to agree. Okay. So... They decided that Vincent, that motherfucker, was guilty guilty of murder. Good, yeah. He was. He was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum of twenty years. Which, again, I don't understand that 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 wording.
1: Good behavior. Twenty years.
0: Um, Joanna's memorial service was held at a parish church in the Bristol suburb where she lived, and her funeral took place near her family home in Hampshire. Joanna's father, David, said she loved Christmas. That was her best time of the year. She loved playing games, cards, and being competitive. She enjoyed the whole razzmatazz to do with Christmas. And that's why being found on Christmas Day was so poignant. And you have to imagine that how does this family ever celebrate Christmas again? Right. You, you don't.
1: Well, you can remember her. I mean, yeah, that would be the best way Yeah, I guess you it. have to
0: celebrate her life. Yeah. And that like, she would have wanted to do this, that, and the other. Go look at Christmas lights. Go shopping. Go, you know, and really just celebrate who she was.
1: Well, make her favorite meal and yeah. stuff. You know, remember her. It's an extra special remembrance. And it sucks. Yeah, you know, at least you got to spend the 20 years, 20 plus years with 25 her. 25 years. Yeah. And that sucks. Um, but that's the only option. Otherwise, you just feel like absolute. I mean, they feel like shit regardless. Mm-hmm. But at least they can come together. Every year, and you know, kind of celebrate her life that it that she did end up having, you know,
0: yeah. And they also commented just about how Greg just held himself up so well and was just just a great guy throughout everything. He kept it together when obviously just sitting in the courtroom with Vincent, like you want to rip his face off. Of
1: course you think of all those things like, you know, with people getting back at the murders of their children or whatever. I would want the same. I'd want revenge on this piece of shit and mm-hmm. to have that kind of control and you know, kudos to him. That's uh, Yeah.
0: He kept it together and maintained his composure. He was respectful. Like he was just a, a really great character. And he did say that he would like they were in a very serious relationship and it was likely going to lead to marriage. And he took that all away from them. It's just so sad. Well,
1: there's nothing he can do. I mean, he could, what is he going to do? Kill them and then be in jail Ruin his own life. And then kind of, you know, she dies for nothing almost kind of, well, not for nothing, but I don't know. Yeah. Try to do the best you can put your best foot forward. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the harder thing to do.
0: So I know we were talking about the pizza. Yeah, please. So what happened to the pizza? So Vincent admits that he ate the pizza but he denied that it was hers. <laughs> it's like, um, okay, just okay, show us your seat
1: or show us where you were in that store to buying the pizza.
0: He said he took the pizza in the box from her flat and dumped the box in a municipal bin. But the prosecution absolutely suggested he ate it. So maybe in the hour that she was in his flat, he cooked the pizza. Right. Oh,
1: I don't like, I wish I knew the whole story. I wish he'd come out with it, you know, and say what he did. Those are the most satisfying. It sucks because you well, know, regardless, she detailed. still,
0: you know, died. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the partially consumed cider, it was possible that Joanna had taken the sip before she was attacked. Vincent claims that she offered him a drink, but he denied it saying he had to drive later. Mm-hmm. And then of course she was found missing her sock. Vincent said that the sock fell off in her flat After he had moved the body to his flat, it it, had come off in her apartments, and he went back to her apartment, retrieved it, and put that sock in a municipal bin.
1: So he killed her in her apartment? Yes. And, And there wasn't much of a struggle, though, in the apartment, right? Or I guess they didn't find much?
0: They didn't find much, no. I mean... You know, it could have happened where she was flailing and kicking like crazy, but not a lot of things were being torn down. Yeah, we know she fought. If it was in the middle of the floor or something like that, there weren't a lot of things to get kicked over or knocked down. Yeah, depending on the size. Exactly. And then he brought her back to his flat where he ultimately then put her in the trunk of his car.
1: Yeah. God. Yeah. Weird, it's like just a, you know, he doesn't have this in the past. And why this woman? Why?
0: And on this random night when this woman who he doesn't even know is coming back from the pub with her pizza and her cider. And what prompted him to do this?
1: man just power this is
0: and uh, obviously
1: he loved the power of it all he loved to be able to choke somebody and, and get them lifeless and,
0: but he's again never had any sort of violent past right nothing like, nobody came forward and said he was a creep he did this to me i did read that there may have been like some child pornography on his computer as well but i guess his girlfriend came out with a statement and just said how devastated she was her family you know, they felt like they had been completely fooled by this guy. Yeah, just
1: embarrassing. Like, I was in a relationship with this guy, and he mm-hmm. was like, ugh.
0: And Joanna's family actually made a statement that they felt sorry for the girlfriend, Tanya, because you know, obviously she had nothing to do with this. She didn't realize she was in a relationship with a fucking monster. She
1: was having a good time at her company party. Exactly.
0: Unbeknownst like to her, else. her sicko of a boyfriend is murdering the innocent neighbor. That's so sad. It is. It's a very sad story, and I'm so sorry that it happened to her and her family it should have never happened and it's just a yeah. real bummer
1: you know um i made the executive decision we should release this on christmas probably
0: oh uh yeah you could
1: i mean that's a i saturday. don't i
0: doubt that many people will be listening to podcasts on christmas because they should be spending it with their families but hey if you're here on christmas we'll be happy
1: or they're driving to go see their families
0: true you very know, true good one. point yes yeah,
1: so maybe we'll release this on a saturday a yeah really um, but yeah, So
0: I'm sorry to bring such a bummer of a story that happened on Christmas. Well,
1: I mean, if you're listening to a murder podcast, you expect that sort of thing. Yeah. So happy to deliver the information and, uh, yeah, just always be safe, man. I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I'd like to try to learn some kind of a lesson out of everything. You
0: really can't sometimes learn lessons though. No,
1: there's nothing she could have done. Definitely. You
0: know, you, you go out, you live your life. You can't control the fact that your next door neighbor might be a fucking nut.
1: Right. Yep.
0: You never know these things. Yeah.
1: Well, hey, thank you for the story.
0: So, take care of yourself, Wonderful take care job. of each other. Merry Christmas. Please be safe. Yep. And we will see you back next time. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye.